Hello, I'm Neil Spooner of Spooner Bioanalytical Solutions and the Senior Editor of Bioanalysis Journal. I'd like to welcome you to this Bioanalysis Zone panel discussion. I'd like to now introduce you to our panel members. I'm John Coleman. I'm Vice President of Translational Medicine for QPS. I'm Liz Thomas. I'm the CEO of Alderley Analytical. I'm Scott Summerfield. I'm the Head of Bioanalysis at GSK. I'm Tom Verage. I'm with Janssen Research and Development and I'm Head of the Development uh, Bioanalytical Group. I'm Amanda Wilson. I'm the Head of Translational Biomarkers and Bioanalysis at AstraZeneca. I'm Chris Beaver. I'm a Senior Director of Bioanalysis at INC Research Inventive Health. Thank you for your introductions. So we've got three items to discuss today. I'd like to start us off with our first one. Um, recently, there was a survey in Bioanalysis Zone around outsourcing, which I think had some interesting results that were certainly of interest to me anyway. Uh, particularly of interest was they'd asked questions of um, CROs and of pharmaceutical companies. And the surprising thing that came out to me was that 75% of pharmaceutical companies said the most important thing to them in outsourcing was cost. Does anyone have any thoughts or comments around that particular finding and any of the other findings that were in that survey? When I was in um, working in pharma, um, cost was important, but it wasn't really deemed at that point to be the be-all and end-all. There was other factors that were perhaps considered important. And then slightly later on, when procurement got involved in some of the uh, initiatives that we were involved in, price was the key. So I do think perhaps there has been a change. But um, in, in my CRO, price actually for my customers is not the important thing. However, my customers are generally small to mid-sized pharma rather than large pharma, so there could be a difference there. Yeah, I would, I would agree to that. Uh, to me, it, it sounds a little, a little bit surprising that cost should be the main driver in selecting your CRO. To me personally, I think quality of the data and timeliness of reporting the data are more important than cost. And I do understand that people who are in procurement, that for them, they usually have a financial background, so for them, cost is a big driver. But I think we, as, as BA groups, should um, go against that. And even though cost can be an important driver, it's not the main driver, I think. Because it was interesting, because quality wasn't actually in the top three of the responses at all. It, and it was definitely a very high response for cost. And I just wondered whether what people say in public to what people say when they are able to do it in private are, are, are different. Well, it would be interesting to see how the answers that were obtained in the survey are divided amongst uh, the respondents. So for example, if you do ask a procurement officer, he's very, he or she is very clearly going to say price. But yeah, the scientists, on the other hand, are looking for quality and looking for a relationship uh, and some sort of uh, uh, history, I think, with the provider. I mean, to build on that point, I'm not necessarily surprised that cost is up there in the top three in terms of decision-making. But I suppose you need to reflect on what it is that you're paying for. 
and, and quality has been raised. I think you're paying for quality, but you're also paying, I think, for scientific value, input. It's not just about a result being generated that's important. But I think what's really important is, is that you've got good scientists doing an excellent job. You're getting the quality, the delivery. So I think cost is important, but I think you need to put it under the microscope and, and understand a little bit more about what you're getting for your money. Any thoughts about if, if cost is a big driver, where this might be leading us to with outsourcing? Obviously more big farmer are outsourcing more and more. And if cost is increasingly important compared to what it was maybe a little while ago, when might that actually be, be taking us? Yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting question. The, um, I mean, certainly with our business, there's quite a push now from project teams to see where the cost savings in the business as a whole can come from. So you know, certainly for us, we're looking at you know, capacity internally as well and whether we've actually outsourced too much. I mean, is, is it something that the CROs are, are feeling as a pressure from pharma, whether small or large, on, on cost, or is the pressure on quality? Honestly, it's, um, it's a little bit of both. Uh, our, our most comfortable interactions uh, with pharma are ones uh, which are extensive, ones that are going to last a long time and where there's an investment from the pharma or the biotech to build a relationship. The relationship, if well done and based upon quality, will beget volume that can make the dollars okay in the long run. Okay? But unless you have that commitment to a relationship from the pharma itself, the ability to uh, anticipate capacity needs, uh, to understand what programs are coming down the pike, unless we have that relationship, it's very difficult for us to feel comfortable or confident that this is going to be something that will make financial sense in the long, in the long term. So you know, if, if the pharma is able to make, uh, support the relationship that way, it works out, I think, in the end. I was also wondering whether the changing kind of molecular structures that we're getting at the moment to more complex structures, to more complex analytical requirements is, is therefore driving up the cost per sample. And is that therefore making cost more of a visible, you know, is it merely it's not just about the cost of small molecules. It's the fact that our molecules are becoming more complex. And that's driving up the cost, and that's been reflected in the results. I mean, I, I think that's partially true. I, I would say that um, as a CRO, we certainly face the pressures to reduce costs and whatever we can. And I think there are ways, certainly in automation, where it is possible to get some savings. But I think it's uh, ironic that everywhere else we see, you know, people moving from pharma to CROs. Salaries and CROs are increasing. Reagents are more expensive than they were five years ago. So it's not surprising to me that there's an equal pressure to push costs up the other way as well. So, so yeah, maybe to, to add to that, uh, I think another thing, uh, another fact that's becoming more and more complex is added demands from regulators to do more stuff in validation, yes. which obviously results in increased costs. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. But I guess even at the end of the day, budgets within pharma companies are, are not growing extravagantly. So there's still, regardless of the molecule types, there's still going to be downward pressure on costs. So mm -hmm. how do the CROs deal with that? How are they, you know, 
Are they looking at that to get their cost base down for the new molecular constructs? I think there's always a push for CROs to do things more efficiently, regardless of the, the molecule. But I do think um, with the large molecule work and a lot of the work that you have to do is, is more, um, how do we address that? Then I think it comes back a little bit to, to what we've already said, is about the relationship with the customer. So if you've got that relationship and you're kind of a little bit in it together, then you can plan and then you can see where you might have to um, cut costs and where you can do it. Or perhaps um, having that relationship with the customer, you can really open and honest as to what do you really need rather than what might be nice to have. And if you can't really afford to do the nice to haves, perhaps at the, uh, what, what you, the nice rather than the have, have to haves, then that could be a way to, in, um, to cut your cost a little bit. So I think there is something about the CRO and the pharma having that really open and honest discussion. And is that, in experience of people at the table, is that kind of open and honest discussion starting to happen? Is that the sort of thing that happens in your relationships with whether you're a CRO with a pharma or with a pharma with I a CRO? I think I'm starting to see, uh, we're certainly starting to see more of that, I think, uh, with the, as you're saying, with the mid, you know, small to mid-sized pharmas and biotech, you certainly are having more of those conversations. Whereas if you're dealing with a procurement office from a big pharma, I think it's more difficult because you're not having those sort of scientific level uh, or someone dealing with someone who has that sort of scientific uh, uh, expertise that can make those discriminations as to what's necessary and what's what could perhaps not be included. So. You know, yeah, I was just thinking of back to that first question. I know that my own company, you know, my company, we the scientists and the bioanalytical group choose the CRO, but then procurement weighed in. And uh, apologise if anyone from procurement watches this. <laughs> but you know, then then the dollar yes. figures start to get pushed. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I think where the cost is secondary in the minds of people that filled that survey in, you know, they might not want it to be, mm -hmm. but it's always there because procurement are in the shadow. I think what's fun is that we CROs uh, know that as well. So there's this, you know, it's the initial entree, hello, you know, we'd like to have this work done and then we drop into procurement and then I take over <laughs> uh, in order to sort of manage that situation and, and, and defend, uh, defend the mothership as much as possible. And then by the time we're back to actually doing the, you know, the statements of work and getting the work done, it is more scientific and it's much more open and much more inviting. But there's really that period of time where we're arm wrestling uh, in order to secure you know, three-year, five-year rate cards. Uh, that can be quite testy. And, and it's very difficult sometimes to explain uh, to the procurement staff, look, this is a relationship. This is, um, we're on call. We are consultants. We are partners. You know, we're doing this work for you as an extension of you uh, that doesn't always come through. Um, but, you know, we can, we, we do our best to make it work. And I think the, you know, the point you make there about partnership is a good one because I do think we have to partner and, and Liz to you know to your point I would welcome a challenge from a partner about what we were doing and whether it was you know whether there was areas where we could make different decisions in order to get the data that's needed in order to answer the questions we're asking but if we can do it in a more efficient way or with less or in a different way that would be cost effective but give you the same answer then that would be really welcome.
I find it also depends on on what sort of firm that you're talking to when it comes to the amount of support that's given. So um, the, the virtual companies and the smaller biotechs, we spend a lot of time consulting. Um, you know, we do, we see uh, so many approaches to an ADA validation um, that, uh, you know, we're prepared, you know, not to give advice necessarily, but, but certainly if somebody is way off track to say, hmm, we don't see this very often, hint, hint, uh, or something like that. Um, whereas, uh, you know, with large pharma, that goes away. You know, the processes are very clear and they're locked down, makes life a little bit easier. Um, but also, you know, it reduces cost in a sense for us because we're not consulting. What, what, what I often wonder, and that, that's a question for CROs, do you have some kind of, I don't know, magical formulas to calculate what the actual cost of a sample is? Because sometimes I have the impression it's just a, a, a pure guess, okay, the price of a sample is this. Are there, are there any, any real data behind that that you use to do some actual calculations and say, okay, this is, this is the, the bottom price that we can give you for us to still make a profit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Audel um, Analytics is a small company, and um, I have to look after the finances. We have to make it have to be viable. Yeah. So, yes, there is. So it's very important that we can do that calculation and know how far we can go. And um, particularly when it, you know, if someone is putting a large clinical study with us, then. We, we want to give people a, a discount for that, you know, because we want them to stay with yeah. us and so on and so forth. But there is a limit. There is there is a point where you where you can't go beyond that, because it's no one's interest for you to go out of business. You have mm -hmm. to stay viable. It doesn't help anybody. So there is a way of doing it. You can you can look things up on the internet even to find out how to calculate what what is the charge out rate for someone, and it's not their salary. It's actually perhaps 1.7 or 1.8 of that and then you can know what you're spending on your consumables. You might have to make a little bit of guesswork of how long it might take and who will be involved in it, but yes, you can do that. That's exactly right. Um, we know how long it takes uh, to flip samples. We know how many can be done at the same time. We know the costs that our, our, our staff are, all of our fixed costs. Uh, it's a relatively straightforward. Um, uh, I think the part, the part that starts to get uh, more flexible uh, is what is the relationship? Yeah. Is there going to be a phase three down the line? Um, is it more than one program? Is it you know, two? Are, you know, are you done and out? Um, all those things get factored into it. It's not meant to be malicious or difficult. Yeah, yeah because that's also my experience is that if you have a long-standing working relationship with the CRO, it's easier to negotiate around cost and, and drive the, the price per sample da down rather than to a, a one-off uh, interaction with one CRO, then of course it's, it's a matter of trust and under, understanding and, and trying to figure out so how many samples are we going to get for this program. So yeah, I think that's, that's another important factor. It's, it's the long-term relationship because it, it, it not only, only has to do with cost but also with uh, sometimes you have a very urgent question and, and samples need to be uh, analyzed at very short turnaround times. If you're in a, in a long-standing relationship it's easier for the, for the CRO to fit that study in uh, rather than working on, 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 on just a, a one study basis. Yes, you're exactly right. Yeah. Something I've seen um, over the past few years is that um, the, if, if you ask a, a CRO for a cost for a study and you ask another CRO, you might get different numbers. 
But that's not to do with anything other than sometimes the quote is made up of different factors. And some CROs, for instance, will put everything onto the per sample price. Mm -hmm. That's everything included in that. And some people will quote a lower per sample price, but then you might have to pay for some consumables for pass-through costs or for a report or something else. So I think sometimes just looking at that one number doesn't give you the whole picture. So I think sometimes there's a bit about understanding how that quote has been put together and what has been charged for, because they can be really, really different. So a word that was mentioned earlier was was trust. And, you know, from both sides of the relationship, is, is trust getting better than it used to be five, ten years ago, now that we've been in this world of large-scale outsourcing for much longer? Are we, is trust getting better between companies, between companies and their CROs? I think, like I mentioned before, it has to do with the... How long have you been interacting with the CRO? So the, the, the longer you've been interacting, the, the more trust has been built between the two parties and the easier it, it becomes to, to tackle difficult discussions. I think that's, that's part of the, uh, of the, of the yeah, building the trust. Yeah, there are various layers as well because you have governance sort of level. But then you have at the science level, you know, the people that are interacting at the CRA. With the CRO and the and the bioanalytical function, you know, you're outsourcing expert, and that's the most important one, really. And being able to sort of get issues across when you have to escalate up, you know, to get issues sorted. I think that's when the trust really breaks down. <coughs> if you can get it done at the level where you know you need some data and that can be sorted without you know vertical sort of escalation, peer to peer conversations. Yeah, and that's the really important thing, I think. Very important, and I think it's really interesting and very hazardous when the relationship turns on its ear. So, for example, you know, typically um, uh, when we're contracted to work, you know, the person who's contracting the scientist knows exactly what they want, for the most part. Uh, you know, has the timelines, has everything ready to go. You know, the assay, you know, the, their ability to evaluate uh, the data is very good. If that person's replaced uh, with somebody who's newer, who is not as certain, who uh, you know, maybe on their first gig, um, it gets very difficult for us. Um, just because at that point, you know, the uncertainty of, you know, is this person realizing uh, the deliverable that they asked for and the timeline, and is that really okay, uh, is we get very nervous uh, when that happens. So it's sort of the, the, the reverse side of trust is that we like to make sure we have the same reach in uh, with the client and the same contact with the client so that we know there's not going to be any surprises from our side. Okay. Thank you for very interesting discussion there. Any particular bugbears? It's not a good question, is it? <laughs> <laughs>